BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Straight up with Stassi. Hi, everyone. I'm Stassi Schroeder. She's the star of Bravo's Vanderpump Rules. I'm here to talk about pop culture, reality TV, celeb gossip, relationships. Stassi's new podcast is a hilarious look at the world and everyone in it. I want to give my opinion on everything. And she's never one to hold back on any topic. Because that's what I do best. Judge. <laughs> this is Straight Up with Stassi. Hello, Khaleesi's. Welcome to Straight Up with Stassi. I'm so excited because I'm doing something for the first time in two years. I've had this podcast for two years, and I've never had a life coach on. And right now, I have a super popular life coach. Uh, she's been on Taylor's show, Wake Up with Taylor, and she's been on NBC's The Today Show. She's like kind of a big deal. Her name is Stephanie Ziv. Like live, like she lives for you. That's what she just told me, and I love that. Hi, Hi. thank you so much for being here. I'm so happy to see you, meet you, be here. Thank you. This is so exciting because I've always been fascinated by life coaches. I went to one before. You did? I did. Back in the day when I was way more psycho than I was. <laughs> but before I got to get into that kind of stuff, I was researching you. And so you were you worked in TV I and did. and film before. Yep. So like how does how does that even what? <laughs> like, <laughs> like how I was on the other side. Yes. I you know, I was I always, always thought I was actually going to be a talk show host back in the day. Probably way before you were born, there was this guy named Phil Donahue, and he was my he was my person. It was pre-Oprah. Well, you have the voice for it. Thank you. But now the world has completely changed, and that's not really my dream anymore. But I, but I always was interested in television and film, and um, and when I and then I moved to LA when I was twenty five, and got on a. I got on a, a pilot that never saw the light of day um, with actually, it was with John Favreau and Jason Bateman. And this was pre, I'm going to really date myself like, now. It was pre-swingers. What? Yeah. And I used to go over to John Favreau's house because I was the PA and I had Shut to deliver. Shut the fuck up right now. Yeah. But he was like, he was just a starving actor like everybody else. That is, wait, hold on. You're blowing my mind because John Favreau is one of my favorites, partly because of Elf. <laughs> That's one of my favorite movies. Yeah. I mean, I love swingers and all that stuff, but whenever I find out John Favreau is like a part of something, like, have you seen Chef? 
Yes. Such a good movie. Yeah. I love him. That is so cool. I know. And he used to invite me up to, to run lines with him. I was like, you know, I'm not, I'm really not an actor. He's like, it doesn't matter. Just like, we got to do this. Wait, I, that, uh, yeah. So where was he living? He lived on Sunset Boulevard at Fairfax in a really... I actually wonder if he, if part of his if part of Swingers wasn't filmed in that apartment when he was making the phone calls. I'm and gonna, now I haven't seen that movie now since it came out, so I can't fully remember. But, but I know what scene you're talking. Yeah, what you're talking about. I, I wonder if that's true. But, I'm gonna yeah. cry because I live. Like, so I don't know if I should say where I live, but I live <laughs> walking distance from what you just said. Yeah, I used to live from walking distance too. I lived in. Um, I used to live at on Spalding, Fairfax, uh, just between, uh, yeah, just back over there, like near near Fairfax High School, so right down the street. You're blowing my mind, so that means that, like, <laughs> there's hope for me. I could move, I could, like, get make my way up the ladder and one day, like, own a giant home that has central AC. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. No, he actually gave us the script to read. He's like, can you just read this script I have? It's called Swingers. It was like, you know, and unfortunately, the guys who are, I was working for the executive producers of this television show, and they didn't actually get it at the time. So this is I don't even crazy. know. Yeah, so I forget. But then there was a whole story with Doug Lyman and, you know, whatever. But he was amazing, and Jason Bateman was amazing. And I, this is another thing that will not be so exciting to you. But for me, Robbie Benson directed this, this thing. I have no idea who right, that is. You don't know who it is. But anyone who, who is... <laughs> A little older will know he he was he was in a <laughs> he was in a movie called Ice Castles and he was kind of like the McDreamy of my day and he was he was directing this thing so um, I used to like go to John's house do the run the lines go to Jason's just drop Jason was just like thank you for the script goodbye and then and then Robbie Benson would invite me in to play pool which I didn't play but I did suddenly play because it was just super I feel like fun. you're fucking with me like that <laughs> is like the coolest story that was just my uh that was just that that was me starting and that in was that your world. beginning yeah and then i was like this sucks i'm gonna be a life coach no that that was i i stayed in the i stayed in that world for many 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 years and but the truth is in that world i i was happy but i i grew from going i went from television to film i, I worked at dreamworks like we, we had a deal at dreamworks and then i went to oxygen i, I read that yeah yes. and i i reached a really wonderful level there i was a vice president of development there and then kind of fucking yeah we bougie. we passed That's pretty on, intense yep, we we passed on the um on the kardashians <laughs> we're like who's gonna watch that not us but <laughs> oh my god do you wake up every single day being not, like i want to kill myself no, for passing thankfully i was not in reality oh i was in scripted so i did all the movies could you imagine the people like what they probably like committed suicide no not that okay yeah we're not supposed to joke about suicide but on straight up Asazi, we joke about anything yeah okay so then uh, after that, I was like, well, if you're not going to do the Kardashians, I'm out. No, that was not. <laughs> no. But we, but so anyway, I just stayed there. I, I really did love my job, but I just didn't know where, I didn't know, I didn't want my boss's job. And it, I always say I hated my boss and I hated the boyfriend and I just, I needed a change. So then I got into the life coaching thing. And this was in LA? No, or this you was had here. moved to New York. I had moved to New York. Okay. I moved to New York two months before September 11th, which was a perfect time to move here. Oh my god! And you yeah. stayed. I stayed. Why? Because rent was really cheap. No, it would never. Rent never got cheap. Really? Never. 
I think it probably got cheap in, in Battery Park, but not, not anywhere else. Wow. This is a, this is a solid structure of real estate in the city. damn it. <laughs> yeah. It's intense. I was it's talking crazy. to Taylor about it the other day because she's thinking of uh, of downsizing a little bit. And I'm like, that is how much you pay. I'm not going to say. But I'm like, I'm going to throw up on myself. For how much it is? For how much everything is right. here. It's, and, but, you, but we don't have cars. We don't have car insurance, right? It does kind of... It, it, no, I but think you also don't have anywhere to put your shoes. So there's that. <laughs> like I live, could be, I, could be I, a, I a minimalist like me and only have like three pair of shoes. Oh no, no, I'm like the opposite. Like, and I, I, I like to have a lot of things, and I like to keep all my old things because you never know when I'll need it again. And like, I look at like a certain thing, I'm like, oh, I remember, like, I, I wore that here, and and that was such a great day. And uh, yeah, no, it's hard. For I'm the me to opposite throw shit of that. Out. I, if I don't, if I buy something, I throw something away. I really have nothing in my house. I honestly I think have, that's just because you live in New York. Or maybe because no, you're a life coach and you know what's good. No, I just, <laughs> and I'm also just, I cannot, I don't like things. I have an empty closet in my New York apartment. Just to, Ew. Just to, <laughs> <laughs> Ew. I'll fill that shit up for you. <laughs> yeah, no, I can't deal with a lot of stuff. I'm really, like, I cannot watch Hoarders. That will, that, it just freaks me out. Oh my God, I love that show. Really? I hate when my friends call me a hoarder because I'm not and they just do it because they know it pisses me off like because I'm very like organized and like you're an organized hoarder well like it's not like I have shit laying everywhere right you know but, but I I just I, I get an attachment to things and uh, listen I'm somebody that loves fashion right and fashion is cyclical it always comes back around and there's always that How- time that I'm like you made me throw this away <laughs> and I could really fucking use this right now what's the timeline though for the for the cycle in fashion oh. it's like 30 years isn't it but you know what I'll give you an example of how it might be actually only like 10 years yeah when I was in high school Lucite shoes came in in a non-strippery way yeah um, they left quickly but right now making a comeback really see <laughs> 10, I years. Don't know. 10, 10 years 10 years alright 10 years <laughs> yeah no I can't uh, I don't think I have anything from 10 years ago oh wow okay well so okay so then shifting gears, since we're not going to talk about we're not going to talk about lucite heels or clothes, then how did you get into life coaching? Like, how did you make that switch? Like, how do you how do you just be like, I think I, I know how to help people? Well, there's there's a class for that. There's a certification program. And there's actually something called the International Coach Federation. So it's kind of like the AMA for coaches. Like being a Scientologist? Uh, no, no, <laughs> not at all. Um, you know, for me, I was always, I always had a foot in the world of personal development and self-help. And um, when I was in LA, I actually did a, I studied something called spiritual psychology at the master's level at a, at this place called the University of Santa Monica on the corner of 21st and Wilshire. I know where that is. Yeah. And um, I loved it. And I, and then I moved here and I, you know, I just kind of, even though I was in TV, I just always was continuing down my personal development path. And then I was really, the truth is I was up for a big job at NBC and I ended up going to see a career counselor, which is not a coach, but a career counselor um, to help me get my resume in order and all that stuff. And, and then the job disappeared halfway through the process of my preparing for the interview. It moved back to LA, which I was not interested in doing. So I... I kind of had that moment of I'm I'm like I say I'm the Jew who had the come to Jesus moment, which was the <laughs> um, 
I said, you know, if I could do anything, you know what I would do? I said, I would facilitate personal development workshops. And she said, why don't you be a life coach? I was like, I have no idea what that is. But, yeah. Why yeah. don't you explain just what in that like is? layman's terms? Because the difference between a counselor and a life coach, because the only way that I know that like kind of what it is, is by well, the fact that I went to one and like the difference between, okay, like a therapist and a psychiatrist, can't, like a therapist can't prescribe you things. But like, so like, what is what is a life coach as opposed to everything else? A life coach is just like having a personal trainer for your life. So yeah. it's it, it, in therapy terms, it's probably closest to a, a CBT, you know, cognitive behavioral therapist, but uh, just because it's behavior oriented and mindset oriented, but it's not, it, it is like when you go to the gym and you have a personal trainer and you're really clear about what your goals are and then they, they create a plan with you and they help tweak that plan as you go to, so that you can get your results. It's the same thing, but for your life. So people often come to me for career stuff. It's career transition or I'm not, or I need to find more meaning inside of the career that I have or whatever it is that, that they want to discover or expand. Is that why um, on your website it says life and executive coach? Well, what the is executive, the executive part? That, that's a different, that the life is, well, I, I say life because that's kind of, it is it is all one thing, you know? So even if you come to me for career, you're inevitably, um, if, you know, when when one thing's when one thing gets better, so too does everything else, right? So right. if you start to improve and expand in one part of your life, then another thing um, also improves and expands. Uh, the executive coaching is also I coach executives. I mean, th- and it's a little bit of a different way in because if it's through, th- there's a difference between like if a corporation hires me and I'm working with executives and that's more leadership driven than oh. an individual who comes to me. Yeah. Now I understand. Yeah. Okay, so it's not like you just have to be like an executive. Like you have to have that job title. Okay. No, not necessarily. Because I was like, what does that mean? Yeah. I mean, the truth is I coach a lot of executives in my life coaching business uh, that that come to me individually versus through their company. Through their company. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I went to one... Eight, right when I moved to Los Angeles, I was super. I went through like that, like psycho depression. Like I was self destructive. I I couldn't control my emotions. And my parents didn't know what they tried everything, and they found a life coach, and he actually he helped me a lot. Like, I'm surprised that you went to a life coach though for that kind of issue. Um, I went to a lot of different things <laughs> and I, I took say. a lot of different things. <laughs> I mean, like I even went, went to like doctors that put like things on my head and, really? and like went through like my brain waves to try and figure out like, like biofeedback. What I don't remember what it's called, but they were like, she's not depressed. She has anxiety. Right. And, like that's how they found out I wasn't depressed or something. I was on different medication. They, my parents tried everything. The life coach was just a part of that. I see. But he helped me a lot in that like what you're saying right now like he gave me um like a path yeah you know just like a a path and to a better way of living almost mm-hmm. it, I, it's hard to explain but like but did you feel like you had the wherewithal to to follow that path without um cuz if you're dealing with underlying anxiety and depression it's probably, I mean, that's not technically what a life coach is supposed no, to I help n- with, right? I agree, but yeah. this was just another, the life coach was another. It was in addition in to. In addition to everything else. And then, so you were able to, then what, what, what was the result for you? Honestly, after, I, I think I, 
I just came out of it in some way, and I don't know what it was that that and people ask me this all the time, like. Well, then how did you get out of that phase of your life? And I'm like, I really don't know. Because a lot of the antidepressants that I took or anti-anxiety medications I took made me feel worse or made me feel sick or or didn't do anything at all. I, I don't know if it was just part of growing up and I didn't or I hadn't learned how to properly deal with certain adult issues. I, I didn't know what it, I, I to this day. I don't know how I came out of it. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so you didn't I don't write a testimony for your for your coach. Well, no, no. I mean, and we kept in touch for a while, and then I, I finally just got to a place where I was like, I, I feel really good about what you've given me. And so you're probably unique in that you didn't necessarily come with you. You just wanted to feel better. Was was it general feel better, or was it a specific? I mean, I was twenty, right? I didn't know what was up from down, right? So, I mean, my parents helped, like, they sought him out, right? And, and I didn't. I didn't know what a life coach was at the time. So, if you were to go to a life coach now, what what would it be I for? want to? Yeah. Well, I feel I feel I'm not going to say crazy. I feel that I have a lot of. I'm going to cry. Because I'm just stressed. Yeah. Right well, now. Tell me. Talk to me. I feel like my job is to uh, open up my personal life 24 se- like about everything. Mm-hmm. And not just like being on a, tel- a reality show, but also my podcast. Like I promise my listeners honesty. Um, but that hurts my actual real life. And like I have a really hard time balancing it. In and what way does it hurt? I just feel like I can't, some things I want to be private for a little while while I figure it out. I don't yeah. want to get other people's opinions while I'm figuring certain things out. And I feel like I can't figure something out on my own if I'm talking about it or I'm being filmed about it. Right. And so I'm like constantly having anxiety about certain things that are going on in my life or certain people I hang around or, or something like that or choices that I'm making or because I... How, it, everything has to be in public. But does it have to be in public in real time? Um, That's an excellent question. I guess technically not. I can always ask my listeners for forgiveness. Yeah. I'd say you are the boss of you and you are the expert of you. And if you need time to check in with you before you check out, then that is, I think that's a great model. You know? Yeah. Because also if you're, like, it's it's amazing that you're in this, place of mass consumption everybody wants a piece of you right but that can if, if that's draining you or taking something away from you or depleting you then that's not serving anybody mostly not you but ultimately not the people who also I don't think that people want you to suffer or to you know be in harm's way right and I and I I know that I know that in my head like right. you know when you think about it and you put it that way it's like of course I know that everybody around me they don't want me to hurt right and I, 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 I'm very aware of that, but I don't know why I keep, it still doesn't take the stress away mm-hmm. from me. Like even, and that goes, seeps into like, say like, I, I'm somebody that needs alone time. Like I really need to recharge my batteries. Like I need to not be bothered. I need to not have people text me. I need to not, because I'm constantly 
around people, constantly showing people my life, constantly talking, constantly that like when I'm at home, everybody leave me the fuck alone, mm-hmm. please. Like this is nothing against you. If I don't respond to you, it's nothing against you. I just really and people will get mad at me. A lot of people get upset with me. Yeah, and boundaries are hard for people. It is. My <laughs> friends had my location for months and I finally had to be like, you guys, like I'm sorry. I need to be able to go somewhere and not have to tell you or have you not know. Like, I need to be able to, like, do something alone. Like, yeah. I'm, I need that in order for me to stay sane. So were people understanding? Um, yes, but I think they, I don't think they realize, like, how serious it was. Mm-hmm. Like I was, and how serious I am about it. Like I, I feel like they laughed. Like they're like, oh, ha ha ha, okay. But I'm like, no, you don't understand. Like you're, you're, you're giving me panic attacks. Like I feel unsafe where I've, not unsafe. I feel like, you know how when you go, say you go home, you know that nobody can find you. That's normally how it is. But with 2017, with the phone and Snapchat and Instagram, and that's part of my job. So like if I can't go on a vacation and have people not know about it because it's part of my job to Snapchat about it. Right, I right. Get, it's, so you have to figure out what are your boundaries inside of that and how do you take that time to recharge and what do you need to ask for or to give yourself permission to do inside of all of that. And I would also ask, there's another question inside of that, which is what is your, what is the, What's your mindset around it? You know, what what's the belief you have? If I don't Snapchat, if I don't, if I if I create a boundary, if I do X, Y, and Z, what's going to happen? If I take care of myself, what's the consequence? Um, my like my career will suffer. And is that is that genuinely accurate? Like how how will your career suffer? I just have. I mean, I've, we've been taught that, or at least reality people my me and my friends have been taught that like that you need you have to be doing it in order to stay relevant yes Mm -hmm. and I hate that word and I use it all the time and I'm like god I hate that relevancy is even a thing like when people will tweet like you're not even relevant you're irrelevant okay what's relevant to one person isn't relevant to the to another but it's relevant is the only word I can actually use in this in this situation right now and what I'm explaining to you because yes that's what it is so maybe it's uh, maybe you have a whole new uh, thing called redefining relevant yeah you know I'm gonna have to listen back on this podcast (laughs) and then take notes (laughs) Um, okay if you've listened to my podcast at all probably uh, you would know that one I love shopping and two I'm really good at finding deals like why the F am I going to pay full price for like a designer handbag when I have a used one that's like good as new for half the price I mean come on and there's a new website okay this is why I'm telling you a new website called thread up where you can get secondhand clothes, accessories, shoes, handbags, whatever, for, I mean, like, half off. I, I'm not, I shit you not, I saw a pair of Valentino shoes for $100. Do you know that shit normally retails for 995 That's insane. All my friends do it. I talk about it. Like, I, whenever people are like, where did you get that? I always explain to them, yeah, no, I didn't pay full price for this. And I'm telling you, there are good brands. And not just, like, super expensive brands like Valentino, Prada, Chanel, whatever. They also have, like, H&M, Banana Republic, Lululemon, and Taylor, Anthropology, one of my favorite places 
favorite, favorite stores, but that store can even be pricey sometimes, too. Uh, And right now, they're giving you guys an additional 40% off your first order if you go to threadup.com slash Stassi. Okay? You also have to enter the promo code Stassi. But that's threadup, T-H-R-E-D-U-P, not thread like with an A, so like don't fuck that one up. Thread, T-H-R-E-D up dot com slash Stassi and then enter promo code Stassi at the end to get 40% off. So if you go online right now and go to thread up and find like a bunch of designer shit, you're going to get 40% off on top of the deal that it already is. Oh my God, you're going to like spend like the whole entire day just going to thread up and like buying everything. Uh, you're welcome. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Oh, how I love my sleeping, how I love my bed, and how I love my bowl and branch sheets. Bowl and branch, I feel like, is like a family member. Like, I feel like Bull and Branch is my brother because we've been partners for like two years now and I've loved their sheets so much that I've used my own code three times. Yes, three times. Just now I'm getting a king size bed and I was like, can you guys just like give me free ones? So like they were really nice enough to give me free ones this time. Uh, Bull and Branch sheets are fucking comfortable. They feel like hotel sheets. And y'all know what I'm talking about. Not like when you stay at like a crappy ass hotel. I mean, when you're staying at like a really nice place and you're like, what is this shit made of? This is like heaven. That's the way Bull and Branch sheets feel. And the reason why they're not that expensive is because you're not buying them at Neiman Marcus. You're not buying them at Bed Bath & Beyond or at a store. So there's no markup. There's no middleman. You're going straight to the source. You're going to their website and just buying straight from them. So you're getting five-star sheets for not that much money. And I just tell you, it's 100% organic cotton sheets. When I told my best friend, Sheena Menina, the one that owns Raw Republic, that they were 100% organic, she like shit her pants. She was so excited. But they'll also let you sleep on them for 30 nights. And if you're not thrilled you can send them back no questions asked get a refund even if like your spray tan comes off on it seriously so you have to go to bullandbranch.com to get $50 off actually a set of sheets $50 goes a long way when you're talking about a set of sheets that's bullandbranch.com b-o-l-l and branch.com use my promo code Stasi, and you'll get $50, $50 off a set of sheets listen you always need extra sheets and everyone always forgets to buy extra sheets so go do it talking pop culture reality tv celebrity gossip relationships and more this is straight up with Stasi. But what would that be? What What is it to redefine relevant? You know, it's like, who's to say what is relevant when? And and I don't know. You know, it's like back in the day when I when I, I was just telling the story recently. It's when when um, when I worked for those guys who created that show that John Favreau was on. They also the, those guys also wrote the Santa Claus and Space Jam and old old mm-hmm. movies. But there was a point right after those movies, which were very, very successful, where they kept saying no to all these jobs that, that people were asking them to do. And it got to the point where they said no so many times that they become more and more you know wanted and needed. And people were dying to get to them to the point that, it, I mean, this was in the 90s and they were offered, I remember they, they got a gig to for $100,000 a week to rewrite something for a five-week gig. 
it was like the more they said the no, the more the more relevant they became. You know, someone was telling me that the other day, and I can't remember who it was that I need to learn. To, people would be surprised to know that I I rarely say no. Yeah, and I you and a lot of women. Well, my persona on TV, everybody thinks that I'm probably the biggest no person. Like, mm. no, what I say goes, but my I don't say no to en- to anything. Right, except you. Yeah, <laughs> actually, right. Like I say no to me, and like I don't know, like fit tea posts on Instagram. <laughs> like that's, that's pretty much it. Yeah, like everything else. Like I I. I feel like this sense, like ba- I feel bad or I feel guilt. I don't know. It's so confusing. So, and I've tried to work through it in my head. Like, what does that say about like my self worth? Like, do I really value myself if I'm just always just playing the game for everyone? Like, what does that say? I well, don't know. And, and where are you coming from? It's kind of like you know, what is your why behind all of it? Why are you? Why are you doing it? You know, what what is the meaning behind it for you? I just think that I'm all about like my number one thing is like survival. That's and unfortunately, and I just my and my like my so my career. I always want to be able to take care of myself, and so everything that goes in, everything I say, yet yeah, I just want to make sure I will always be able to have the career that I've envisioned for myself and wanted for myself, and so. But survival but, is actually a little. There's a there's kind of a, like a lack of mentality in there in some way. It's survival is kind of like I'm trying to survive rather than thrive, which is m- more expansive. It's a little lighter. It's, I mean, it's just not as weighted. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like if you think about, um, I'll, g- I'll give you a good example. So I, I did this with, with Taylor and, and her and her audience, but I do it with everybody. So if you, and it's really about figuring out your, your why in three words. And, um, I'm going to give you some examples for it, but I'll tell you okay. first this fun, quick story where I went into Google and I did this for the creative lab there. And I said, we're going to, and it was just like an hour quick workshop. I said, okay, we're going to just do this thing. It's, it's, uh, we're going to figure out your why. It's, you're going to have three words and someone raises their hand. They go, we already have three words. Google, Google gives us, <laughs> we, <laughs> we come up with our three words and I'm like, terrific. So this will be wonderful. And how am I going to get through this? Okay. So I said, okay, give me an example. So this one woman stood up and she goes, okay, my three words are air traffic controller. And I was like, okay, well, I'm instantly stressed when you tell me that. I said, what do you do? She said, I am the assistant to one of the, like one of the top people at, at, at Google. I said, okay, so what does that mean to you? She said, well, I have to manage the calendar and the meetings and I manage the whole, I manage this guy's life and I'm the air traffic controller. I got to be mindful of every single thing that's flying in in every single second of every single day. I said, okay, so what? what is the why? You know, go go underneath it. If you were to say the why in three words, one is you know, two, the verb to, T-O, although it was funny because when I did it at Google, I said the, the three words are two, verb, noun. And all of them, for whatever reason, went to the number two and they couldn't figure out the, I'm like, no, no, no. The, so wait, what is be. it? Wait. So if you were to think of two, verb, noun. Like two, like two, two verbs and a no, noun? No, 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 no. Two, create, Love to oh. bring peace to whatever. So I said to her, I said, "What do you? What do you? What? What is the why underneath this air traffic controller?" And she thought about it for a while. And after we worked together for a minute, she said, "To create calm." I said, "Okay, 
that now can you breathe because now I can I can breathe a little more than yeah if your purpose is air traffic controller that's going to be quite different than to create calm right absolutely okay so if you were to think about your three words in I have but, no idea but it's, whole, shit. it's holistic as well so it's everything it's not just it's not just your three words like today in this podcast it's whether you're at the podcast or on the show or just hanging out with Taylor with no cameras or or microphones or you're at the grocery store or you're driving in the car by yourself you have to think about what is the what is your thing what is that thing that moves you what what is that thing that people would say is your it could be to create calm it could be to to cultivate um you know, peace. You could. I have a client who who is. I don't think I do that. <laughs> so I have a client who uh, it's to awaken curiosity. Mine is to create connection. Um, Can somebody really answer it themselves? Like herself? Yeah. I don't know that I could answer. I don't know. What What's your I, natural state of being? What the fuck? That's so existential. <laughs> I don't know. No, it's not. For me, I, I, I say, don't know. I say connection because I'm like a natural connector. I don't think about it. I, I go into a place, I find out, I talk to somebody, I go, who do you know? Who do I know? I, I find out who, who we are, who connects us. I find out what, what they need. I, I end up connecting them. I It's just my natural state is connection. I like connection. I have to feel connected, right? Are you a natural, Is is your natural state... I mean, yeah, you have to ask me questions. So is it like, think about it, think about it from from a quality place, like peace, love, joy, happiness, um, uh, you know, curiosity, connection. um, What are some other good ones? I'm trying to think. Yeah. So those are the questions. Because think about why do you do what, what you do? Besides survival, what go go there for a second? If it's if it's to survive, what what is your experience? If if you're surviving, then what? How do you feel? Well, well, I'm, I'm, well now I'm thinking about why I do what I do. Well, and think about it. Go go under. Let, let let's just unpack survival. Like if you're surviving, then what? Uh, well, surviving to me is just being able to take care of myself. That's all. That's all I mean about survival. Okay, great. And if you take care of yourself, what do you get to create? Anything I want, though. And I, I, I just, I just want to be able to. I never want. I've just my whole life. I've never wanted to have anyone control me. So is it freedom? Yeah, freedom is the ultimate. Okay, so I think then, happiness. so then that's so. It's either so. It's either freedom or perp or 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 happiness. So, so the purpose might be to to create. Freedom or to cultivate freedom, to inspire freedom. Or to cultivate freedom because I really, and part of, I think what my friends and like, I I think my listeners too would say is that I want everybody to like be okay being themselves. Yeah. Like, to be your fucking weird ass self. Like, let's all be ourselves. Yeah. We are totally, wholly, and innately, like, no fucking bullshit, no pretend. I... I can't stand like people who just are. I the fake is such a lame word, but just that people that don't put who they are on the t- inauthentic. Yeah. yeah, I I don't I don't like that. So would it be then to cultivate freedom? Do you think that that sounds like a good why to try I, on? I, I I like cultivate. I, I think freedom is a yeah. Is I'm why am I getting emotional? This is so. <laughs> why are you getting emotional? I don't know. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm crying and laughing at the same time. <laughs> well, it's a because isn't that doesn't that feel more free to 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 think about your like what what your if you're going into work every day with the intention, you know, just being a, a space of freedom rather than a space of survival, doesn't that free you up? Yeah. Do you feel more? I mean, what what, what are the tears? I I don't I, I don't know I don't know <laughs> I guess just thinking just well talking to someone and being vulnerable about it um, and just the fact that I've I mean I've been trying to figure of course we're always trying to figure out what what are we doing and how are we like h- how are we serving any sort of purpose like, yeah what purpose do we have and it actually does make me feel a lot better to think that. I would be cultivating freedom. That yeah. makes me feel so much better. And, and here, here's the other part of the sentence. It would be cultivating freedom for yourself and others. Yeah. So it's it's all of it. But you have to be a part of that equation. So if that just if that if that awareness just freed you up and potentially shifted a mindset and allowed you to now move into this work that you do every day from a place like it, I mean, doesn't it just like your shoulders can drop and you can let go a little bit if it's coming from a place of I get to choose and cultivate freedom for myself and others versus I am I have to survive. Right. There's just a different energy. It's like one is pushing up against something and the other one is kind of allowing it to. No, I, you are one so correct. No one's so, ever been more accurate. Well, I <laughs> hope that the tears are a release. No, it is. It's you a, up yes. a little bit. No, yeah. thank Thanks you. For, thank you for being vulnerable. You're That's, making you're, me feel better. <laughs> <laughs> tears come first. Then, then it's a release. Somebody needs to say you're melting with the tears. That's it. What did Taylor say? Do you remember what Taylor said? Oh, her? my goodness. The, you know, we, we we went through it for a minute. What did we say? I, Tara I, will probably know at this point. I don't even remember. Um, I don't know what she would say. I can look it up. <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't wait to like, text her after and be like, what were your freaking three words? What were they? Yeah, but, um, but I think that, you know, she, I remember, I think that, you know, she was similar, right? There's There's a... There's a way of of being, especially for so many women in this world, especially, I think that we have to we feel like we have to be doers and we are doers. Right. But then we're we're not we're not relaxing into also not only what what we're doing for everybody else, but also how do we fill our own tank? Right. And you're someone who needs to go within. Like it sounds like you know an introvert is someone who gets their energy from within. I'm an extrovert, so I get it outside. Right. But. I've talked about this on my podcast because I always thought that an extrovert was just somebody who's just like outgoing and I am I'm very outgoing and then a a lot of people were writing in when I was because I've gone through my listeners know that I've gone through this of being like who am I because I I can't be social all the time and they said that there's what's it called an ambivert or like a extroverted introvert or something social introvert or something that I'm, I I can be social and I like to go out and I like to be around people, but like I hardcore have like a time limit. Yeah. And like then I need to go. Yeah. And be alone. Right. And if you now look at that as you're going home to cultivate freedom for yourself so that you can also do that for others, that's a very different reasoning, right? Than, yeah. Um, than something else. That That's just a quick little tool. So, you know, 
put it in your pocket and that was awesome as, as now whenever i meet people i'm gonna be like i'm gonna ask you two words <laughs> <laughs> i want everyone right now to write down their two words I and tweet them you, I, another great story about this i have to say because i do feel like if everybody would stop for a second and start to think about their why and really just in the most simple way because i think if we get too existential about like why am i here we'll never answer that question right or it'll take us too many words to do so and if we just break it down to those three words and then add whatever the for myself and others with myself and others however it makes sense with your three words um it just kind of it it helps to create a perspective that lets us go into any situation a little bit differently if you go into even if you're just sitting on the subway or you know, just just being freedom, right? Just feeling into that word. Just you don't have to do a thing, but you're just sitting there, even just thinking about cultivating freedom. I promise you, that's actually helping to. It's like a ripple, and it's going out, and it and people are are experiencing it, and it's it's a good thing. Um, oh, I've just I forgot what I was going to say about the other good story. Well, it'll, it'll come back to me. What were we? Ju- what what t- triggered that? Do you remember? Oh, what I remember. That? I remember. Okay. So, so I did a um, I, I did another very random. Um, I, I spoke at a conference in Maryland for um, it was a it was a conference for people who work in in um, in child abuse. So it was social workers and cops and detectives and um, you know just all these different people in in that world it was it was mind-blowing i mean i just i think that they deal it was just extraordinary the shit that they deal with right so i had these guys so i did a workshop which i think i called um the i i it was oh it was called the importance of shifting from me to we and as part of this workshop i did this exercise so they're probably like i don't know 35 40 people in the in the in the in the group and (laughs) i before we began, all these people, you know, everybody walked in and there were these men that walked in with guns because they were they were cops and they were yeah. detectives. And I was like, can you leave the gun at the door? <laughs> like, no, everyone put them in no. your cubbies. <laughs> put cannot. your guns in your cubbies. Don't worry. I've I, labeled them. Yeah, it was not I swear. things I have never dealt with in my workshops <laughs> before. Um, but anyway, so my point is like there were prosecutors in there. Like, really, these were men that are not every day talking about their purpose statement. Right. So I started this and I had them. And like, for some reason, all the men sat up front. And I started to um, do this exercise with them. And, you know, I, in working through it, I had these guys and one guy was like, and the guy with the gun specifically, he was like, um, my purpose is to is to um, is to bring love to myself and others. And it was just like this moment of, oh, oh my, my God, God, if every cop would walk into a situation with the intention to bring love to himself and others, like. This world would change, right? Oh my gosh! So, yeah, it was it was extraordinary, to, especially to see the men kind of consciously own words like love and um, you know peace and joy and ease and and all the things that if if they're going into these really tragic scenarios, but with that with that mindful purpose behind it. Right? I mean, look, they're they're all doing amazing work, right? I mean, they're they're saving abused children. Um, but it's also easy to just stay in the doing of that and not necessarily, you know, check into who are they being as they're doing it. 
And that's all I'm I'm saying to you. It's like you you have amazing things going on in your life, but who are you being? If you're being anxious, that's gonna that's gonna ripple out, right? Your your listeners are gonna feel that and probably get a little anxious, right? If if you're if you're being cultivating freedom, then that's gonna that's gonna change things as well. So it's and and look, it's it's a conscious exercise that we all yeah, have to, it is. It's something that I, it's I'm gonna muscle. have to practice. We all have to practice it. I'm I'm a little bit cynical. I'm like I'm kind of like a you know I like this is me being basic. I'm like a Miranda, uh huh, on Sex in the yep. City. Yep, just kind of like cynical and negative, and I don't. I mean, but, but it's just my humor also. Yeah. So I'm but like she's mushy inside. So am I. So I'm a cancer. I'm a crab. I'm hard on the outside and soft on the inside. But that's something that like I would like. I really have to train my brain to to think differently. Yeah, it's look. I I do it all the time. I have to think about it all the time. I mean, it's it is very easy to forget because we don't ever think about it. So it, if you think about, it, we're just starting. It's like day one at the gym. It's day one at the mental gym. And how am I going to go out into the world? Oh, I'm going to cultivate freedom for myself and others. I'm going to create connection for myself and others. Okay. It's like, and that's honestly how I start every, that's how I start every, working with every client. I just go, all I have to do is create connection with myself and others. I have no idea necessarily what's going to happen. You know, we didn't talk before this, right? So it's a, uh, it's just kind of a, but but if we lead with that, then then there is some, um, then then things tend to fall into place in a way that feels there's more flow, there's more ease, there's more joy, there's more there's just less and there's less anxiety and stress. Are there any other exercises that you that you like to teach or or do? I know that's such a broad question. No, no. it's a good question that m- me and my listeners could utilize yeah. or, and try. I don't. Yeah. Well, I think uh, along the same lines of I mean, it's one thing if you can if you can create your 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 purpose statement. Awesome. Do that. Um, The other the other thing that's a good little pocket tool. And again, all of these take practice. These are this is not like magic. This is not if you think it, it will come. If you practice it, it will start to infiltrate and integrate. But um, this is this is about consciously shifting your mindset, right? So if you think about a big dining room table and your whole family is there over a holiday, um, but now you just remove the family and instead place each part of you around that table. So so we have, so we'll, we'll can, can I use you for an example? Yeah. All right, so we'll say, so we have anxious, right? Mm-hmm. Stress is there. So these are all the negative no, things? No, it's everything. No, no, oh. I'm just starting there. Okay. So anxious, stress, we have freedom is there. Right. Okay. We have humor. Is there? We have happiness or joy. Is there? Right. Yes. What else? Name name some other parts of you. Attractiveness. Attractiveness. Beauty. Beauty is there. Kidding. I had to throw in a fucking joke. It was wide open. I know that there's a giant. Listen, that one's sitting at the head of the table. Hotness is sitting. Hotness is there. Yes. Do it. Um. I would say loyalty. Confidence. Well, I am. I do feel like I'm somebody who's self-assured. Yeah, definitely. So put that. So that that's at the table. Self-assured. What I'm, else? Did, I'm what, loyal. Loyal. Yep. Um, sensitive AF. Uh huh. Uh huh. Like how many people? How many people are at this table? <laughs> how many? How many things am I thinking of? No, no. I think that that's enough. That, okay. That's probably enough. So if those are the you know the key players, knowing that there's probably a, a million more in any day. Is there a day, seat for myself, Tanner? 
Whatever, of course, whatever <laughs> you want. So the question is, if you have all these parts of you sitting around the table, the question is, you, you know, is on any given day or any given moment, who's sitting at the head of the table, right? If, if anxiety is sitting at the head of the table, it's the same thing I was saying about like being unconscious about who's running about that, that energy and stuff that, that that's going out into the world, right? Yeah. If, if, um, if self-assured is sitting at the head of the table, that's going to be a very different day than if stress is sitting at the head of the table. So it becomes like, it's what just if, a like, question. Your grandfather dies. So like, let's just like kill one of them off. You know what I mean? Like, I'd like to just kill anxiety off. Okay, I don't. I, but but here, here's how I think about it, though. I don't think you can kill any of it off. You can. It's so not, my, those bitches are gonna live forever. Well, it's not about. It's not about eradicating them. It's about mastering them. So you have to become the master of your domain. So if you put sit at the kids' table, exactly. Then. That's exactly what I say. I really? say sit at the kids' table. Yes. <gasps> I'm in your brain, right? Okay. So put psychic at the table. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> psychic is now at the head of the table. What else can you tell me about this? Like any any. Other psychic no. prediction? I don't think so yet. <laughs> okay. Are, are we going to talk about what we're eating? <laughs> <laughs> no. So anyway, so that th- those are my two things. What's your purpose? You know, what what's your why? If you can think about it in in you know, it, just keep it simple, right? It's you know, to inspire, bring, create, cultivate, um, be whatever you know, and then joy, peace, love, connection, prosperity, abundance, freedom, curiosity. Whatever it is, so and and if you can lead with that, and then also check in with yourself throughout the day, who's sitting at the head of the table? Because especially if you can check yourself before you go into an interview or who's sitting meeting. at the head of the table might be something that will like full on fucking change my life. It, it could be. It, it changed my life. Is actually something that because even with like you know the words thing, I feel like. That's how I feel. Yes, I, I, I would like I, I, I feel like I cultivate freedom. People who watch Vanderpump Rules probably wouldn't agree, but it's a television <laughs> show. People, okay, you don't have control. I, the don't, editing. I don't have control for that. <laughs> um, but this is something you know that changes often. Like you know what I think your your words or whatever. But who sits at that at a table? I think could talk me out of of a lot of like bad moments or You're, bad feelings and thoughts that yeah. I have. The technically the the purpose statement shouldn't change. I mean that that really is meant to be holistic. So And but you know, I do feel like that. Yeah, but that's the core. But there's no, but I I'm but you know how I, I feel also more than that. Yeah. That's what I mean. Mm-hmm. Well and also it even though that that might be your purpose a, you're not going to have a top of mind all the time until you do, right? And you, and if anxiety is running the show, then freedom is not going to be anywhere near you, right? Yeah. Like the opposite's going to happen. If you're feeling anxious, then you are trying to control everything around you, probably, and feeling out of control, right? right? So yeah, so who's sitting at the head of the table? And to observe it without judgment and not make it into anyone being bad or wrong, it's just what's working and what's not. And to just be the neutral observer of you and that's where things can start to shift but it does take practice it is not like it's not instant i'm sorry to say i've (laughs) i've tried (laughs) well i figured so two good tools yeah damn yeah they're good yeah, like for real. Like I want. Like if you have any more, like please like, un- unload on me right now. I could use all of this. Well, but I know I don't want to put you on the spot. I mean, I am putting you on the spot, but like you know. I have a lot of tools. I have um, turned chore into choice. 
That's a good one. Ooh. That's another thing, right? That that goes back to even what what you were saying earlier. It's like if you don't feel like I mean and th- this is this is freedom, right? If you don't feel like you have a choice, then you are a chore to whatever to whatever is standing in your way, right? You are you are you are the you are the no there. Right? If I I I say I say whether you do it or you don't do it, choose it. There's so much going on with like Uber and all that shit right now. I've like been really, really proud that Lyft is one of my sponsors. I've talked about Lyft for a while because I'm very much against drinking and driving. When you have something like Lyft, there's no reason anyone should get behind the wheel when they've had any alcohol. If you don't know what Lyft is, you're living under a fucking rock, but let me just explain anyway. It's an app on your smartphone that basically, well, it's a car service. You know, like cabs are a pain in the ass. Who actually deals with that shit anymore? So all you have to do is you download this little app called Lyft, and that's L-Y-F-T. You put in where your location is, and within like three minutes, you get a car that comes straight to your location and brings you to where you go. And the best part is that there's no money exchange because your credit card or debit card or whatever is already hooked up to it. So all you have to do is get in and get out. And let me just say that Lyft is by far my favorite because... All of the drivers are so nice and happy. And I've always felt that with any company, whether it's like a restaurant or an organization or a boutique or like, I don't fucking know, wherever, 7-Eleven, if the workers and, uh, you know, the employees are happy and in a good mood, that makes me feel like it's a good company. All the drivers rave about working for Lyft, so it's just like an overall positive vibe. And right now, they're giving y'all three free rides up to $10 each. Free. And that's a $30 value. Basically, that's like if you have to go like places three nights in a row, they're paying for it for you. All you have to do is enter my promo code Stasi. So go download the free Lyft app today because the app is free itself. Enter promo code Stasi in the payment section and you'll start with three free rides up to $10 each. That's a $30 value. So no excuses. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Valentine's Day is finally over. Yes. I hate Valentine's Day. Why is that even a fucking thing? I mean, does anyone even like it? Like, even people that, like, have partners and, like, have good Valentine's Days, do they even like it? I mean, really? The only thing that I do on Valentine's Day is, like, have fun with myself, if you know what I mean. That's why I've been talking about Womanizer for quite a few weeks now. Actually, uh, yes, ladies, I'm talking about a sex toy. And the reason why I love the womanizer one is because, well, not only does it work really well because it's like this like little suction cup thing and it has like this like air pulsating, whatever. It takes basically what I'm, I'm, I'm trying to spell out for you is that it takes like two seconds to feel good. And it's also like designed and cute. Like I have a white one that has like a little jewel on it. You could, like, put it on a chain and wear it around your neck as a necklace. 
I don't know. You could put it in your carry-on and no one would know what it is now that I'm thinking about it. Uh, but they're giving you 20% off your purchase uh, if you go to womanizershop.com. You can check out the Womanizer products on Amazon, too. But if you go to womanizershop.com, enter the discount discount code CUPID, that's C-U-P-I-D, uh, receive 20% off your purchase during checkout. I'm telling you, girls, this shit really works. I have one. I know. Talking pop culture, reality TV, celebrity gossip, relationships, and more. This is Straight Up with Stassi. So one of my, and and I had this lesson actually quite recently. It was only last March that I had this amazing experience where um, the, the truth is that I think two years before that, I had gone to a Tony Robbins event and I I walked on fire. Which, Wait, so, oh my god! One of my friends, she's been there. I don't remember if she actually walked on fire. Yeah, though. well, I did, and that, that was, hurt like a motherfucker. I well, bet. it just it just I didn't want to do it, and I did it, and I didn't, and I and I didn't check in with myself, and I I made myself I was making myself bad and wrong if I didn't do it, and you know. Wait, can I back up real yeah. fast and ask why the. F- is he making people walk on fire? Yeah, it's an excellent question. Like, that is so weird. It is like, a... Like, has never helped, I'm sorry, but like, hurting yourself? Like, but you, but people being, don't get hurt. Being in... You, the most... for the, There were 5,000 people there. I don't think anyone got hurt at that one. Now, there have been reports with, uh, that people... So when you other, walked on fire, you weren't... You didn't feel a, a damn thing. Oh, no. I, um... It's not that I didn't feel anything. I thought my... I thought I burned my feet off when, by the time I got to the end, but I didn't. So it was... But... And, and the thing that happens is it's, it's designed to be a bit of a mind fuck, right? It's designed to be something like... Where it's like, if you can do this, you can do anything. If you can, if you're afraid of this and you bust through this fear, then the world is your oyster. Is it fake fear? Blink once, fake fire. Is it blink once if it is, blink twice if it isn't fake? No, it's not fake. I will, I just blinked, I blinked like 47 times. I'm sorry, you gotta, you gotta explain how it doesn't, it doesn't hurt. Like, it's, it's hot, crazy coals. It's not, it's not fire, fire. I know, but still... There, it's a mind because there's something called when NLP. the straightener like hits my head like by accident the curling iron like <laughs> yeah. that shit hurts really bad. <laughs> yeah. So walking on coals doesn't sound like my fave. I'd be no. like, yeah, you know, I'm topping out of this one. Tones, okay, so Tony Robbins, right? But here, here's the difference in terms of of that very lesson. I was giving my power over, right? You in that case might not have given your power over. My, I wrote a 20-page story about this thing called Fuck You Firewalk because I, it was all I about giving my power away and how I don't want to do that again, right? Right. So, so I, tell that, I tell that part of the story to say I didn't give myself a choice there, right? In fact, part of that, part of what Tony does is he says, no one's going to make you do this. Like, no one's going to let you go if you're not in state. He calls it in state, right? And in state means you're in a... You're in a um, you're in a state of mind where you are prepared to go across the the fire, right? You are it. It's like being, it's like being fully focused and present and ready for anything. And you're in the state. And 
And then I was like freaking out before I got up there. And I'm yelling at the woman when I get there. I'm like, I am not in state. I am not in state. And she's like, go, go. I'm like, no, you're not going to let me. I'm not in state. And all it was go. And then I ran across yelling cool moss, cool moss. Because that, that's the other thing you're supposed to do is yell cool sorry, moss. I'm sorry, what? Cool moss. Like M-O-S-S? Yes, yes. Why? Like your like your, your plant that yeah. you were just talking about. <laughs> oh my God, that's so funny. <laughs> yes. I'm a moss. Cool moss. Wait, why? You're cool moss. Um, because it's, again, it's the psychology of what you think about expands. So if you're oh, thinking like you're about cool on, moss, oh. then you're not thinking about that, the fact that you're walking on fire like an insane person. And, uh, you know, and then you get to the other side and you did it. And you're like, oh, I can do mm. anything. Except in my case, I'm like, Fuck you, Firewalk. I can't believe I did this. I'm. This is the worst thing I've ever done. What if I, you know, I, I really thought my feet were going to be like Asabuco and just fall off the bone by the time I sat down. And then th- thankfully they didn't. But, uh, but it, I, it wasn't it comfy. It, it wasn't was not, like walking I, on clouds. I was very unhappy. It was a very, un- I was not a happy cool person. Cool moss doesn't change um, a science Science, yeah, and the temperature, yeah, of you would coals think that. underneath your feet. But I didn't burn my feet, so that's the thing. Like I had the experience. For me, the like everybody, I always say, like it doesn't matter what you do, you're going to get what you need, right? I did that damn thing, and my lesson was to never do that again. Like I gave my power away. It was a bad, bad, bad decision. I I never want to do it again. So cut to it. Like two years later. I, I was at an event. I, I was I was in I was doing this uh, I did this leadership program where I was participating and we went to a ropes course. You know ropes course? No. So a ropes course is one of the they, they do it a lot with, with, with it rhymes with corpse. It does. That's all I know. That's true. But they, they do it a lot with corporate training and they have you do all these like partner workshop exercises, but you're often in like you're literally you're there's something called a pamper pole. Did you ever hear of this? No? It's like it's like a it's a um it's like a a, te- a telephone pole like a wood telephone pole people climb up to the top and then they have to jump off and grab onto like a trapeze and then they um and then and then they let go and there's all these people like letting them down it's another like for me, I was like, this is fucking crazy. And is now I get like to redeem when I myself. I was little and people are like, trust exercises. Yes, exactly. I need you to fall back. And yes. like, that doesn't make me trust this bitch. Just because she's like <laughs> catching me in front of you because you're watching her doesn't mean that she's not talking behind my back, yo. Yes, that's exactly what it is. So I, so everybody was going up and saying, and I knew that I was like, this is going to be my, my redemption. This is my redemption song from my firewalk experience. <laughs> So and but I've been I've been in this thing for like at the time it's like six weeks already I'm I'm with these people who I love and it's like there's forty of us and I love everybody and and they didn't I, catch you no no so <laughs> so that they, and then they didn't then I did it and they didn't catch me <laughs> no but they I ended up um, we we had to go up and say my name is and I choose to do this event and so I was like ah oh, here we go so I got up there and I went my name is Stephanie and I choose not to do this event. And it was the most, ex- I, I mean, you talk about so freedom. Good. Oh, my God. It was like my biggest redemption moment ever. And all of my fellow, you know, comrades, they were like, what? 
what you you can't choose not to do it. and I'm like yes I can and I did and it was and so now my whole mantra is it doesn't matter you know whatever you do choose it so I often choose I choose not to go to the gym it feel it's so much better than beating myself up for not going to the gym I choose not to go to the gym every day exactly and it's just <laughs> you know and I'm a life coach telling you that because if you if you add choice to the mix then it takes away um, that rebellion you That's, know yes. that inner rebellion if you if you add choice to the mix of even doing the podcast or or doing whatever or choosing you know, sharing whatever you want to share choose it or don't choose whatever you do choose it if you choose to share something share it and if you choose not to share it choose not to share it if you choose to get an extra side of ranch choose it <laughs> exactly okay yes choose it yes do that I exactly. love it. It's been so nice meeting you. <laughs> you too. You've like, I'm going to go back to my hotel and just like stare at the ceiling and think a lot about things right now. Okay. You know what this feels like? Have you heard of the OA, that television show? I have. Well, when I finished it the other day, I legit was like, I don't even want to go to fashion week anymore. I just want to sit it locked in the bathroom and ponder life. <laughs> that's what I feel like just happened. Good. I just finished the OA. Okay. Well, I hope that's uh, positive for you. No, it's great. Good. Thank you. Like, I'm in a way better mood than I was before. Good. Yeah, you released a little. Yeah. Yeah, good. Now, now I'm going to choose to go back to my hotel. <laughs> exactly. And I'm going to choose to watch Unreal Season 2. Oh, so good. <laughs> I love that show. That I watch. Well, thank you so much thank for being you, here. And will you tell everyone where they can find you? Yes. Um, you can go to my website, which is stephanieziv.com. And I can spell it because it's a little yeah, unique. Yeah, spell it. Uh, my first name is with an F. So it's S-T-E-F like Frank, A-N-I-E. And my last name is spelled Z like Zebra, I-E like Edward, V like Victor, dot com. And I'm happy to also offer your listeners a 30-minute complimentary session if they're interested Wait, in doing you, it in individual session. I have a session. lot of listeners. Are you sure? That's like a <laughs> yeah. lot. Of, that's Reach a lot, out. That's a lot of time. I would we we can figure out the uh, we we can do thirty minutes and figure out the, your your purpose statement. Uh, and are you guys listening <laughs> to this right now? You can organize a free thirty minute session, or at least figure out your purpose statement, or who's at your fucking dining room table? Yeah, who's sitting at the head of it? Who's sitting at the head of it? <laughs> um, and then your twit your Instagram. I just followed you. Oh my is God. the same. I'm, I'm so not. You're that not active, active but what about I would Twitter? love for people to. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm not. I'm I'm a very I have chosen not to be socially active You've on chose. but I would be You've happy chosen. to have followers and I am it's Stephanie Ziv on both on Instagram and uh, Twitter and Facebook and Stephanie Ziv coach on Facebook okay well Khaleesi's I hope she's like altered your life in some way because she did mine and I hope that you check her her stuff out and get in touch with her because I feel a little released and I want the rest of you guys to feel a little released <laughs> um, till next time thank you so much thank you bye